Hello from Australia. This is Troy Catman here talking to a yank on the footy. Meow. Have fun, guys. Now in its third year, it's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessels talking about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Sit back and enjoy, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 168 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels coming to you from Sandusky, Ohio, and thanks for giving it a listen. In this episode, I had a tremendously fun discussion with one of the more interesting people I've ever had the chance to speak with on the podcast. There is, of course, the persona of Catman, but my talk with Troy West led us down some interesting avenues as to how he actually became Catman. Don't forget that if you are interested in having your local footy club get a shout-out during an upcoming episode, drop me a note via email or as a message on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. I want to be able to highlight some of these clubs because I love learning about where these clubs happen to be located and what they've got going on. Today's club of the episode is the Pacific Pines Power AFC or Pack Power as they refer to themselves on their website. They are based out of the Gold Coast area. They're a not-for-profit, community-based junior and senior football club run by parents and volunteers. They were established back in 2005, starting out with just three teams. And looking at their website, they have certainly expanded. In 2021, they introduced their first-ever Pack Power Senior Men's and Colts teams. And in 2022, they are introducing their inaugural Senior Women's team. Now, the club has battled some rather difficult uh, weather conditions to get the... Uh, season up and running as I was looking around their Instagram page today there are a number of postponements due to the wet ground so here's hoping that the power can get their season up and running quickly and the kids can get out there on the grounds and as quickly as safely and possible and uh, and have a fantastic year so best of luck to you pack power I hope you have a fantastic year now folks don't forget that you can find everything related to the podcast over at my website yankonthefooty.com. I do hope that you'll check it out you can leave me a voicemail there. You can share your views on an issue. You can leave a review for the podcast if you would choose to do that. It's a huge help. It lets, lets me uh, have a little bit of street cred, if you will, uh, with prospective listeners, what I can share with them, what other people think of the podcast. And the, perhaps the biggest thing is you can get signed up on the mailing list there. So when a new episode comes out, it will be in your inbox within about 90 seconds of when that new episode is published. Talk about a great deal. I think that might be the best deal in podcasting right there, that if you sign up, you get the new episode in your email as soon as it comes out. Does it get better than that? Now, if you enjoy the show, I do hope you'll consider helping it out. You can click on the little button in the bottom left-hand corner of my website. That's the Buy Me a Coffee button there if you want to help out the show. Or if you're interested in some gear for the show, you can head over to my Redbubble page. That's also linked up at the top of my website as well. Now, keep in mind, you can also reach me by email at ayankonthefooty at gmail.com, on Twitter at yank underscore on, and on Facebook, just search out A Yank on the Footy Podcast. That's the new page since my old page disappeared, thanks to the corporate over overlords, as well as on Instagram at ayankonthefooty. So, without any further ado, let's dive into my talk with Troy West. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my guest... This episode is known throughout the footy world. He's one of the greatest footy fans in Victoria and has been an outstanding ambassador for the Geelong Football Club for many, many years. I am thrilled to be joined by Troy West. Welcome to the podcast, Troy. Hey, Craig, my American friend. How are you? 
I'm great. I am great, sir. This is a, an absolute pleasure to talk with you. I, I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule today. I, you know, we've talked about, you know, sitting down for a discussion sometime in the future, but I had somebody who had to postpone and I just reached out on you on a, to, on a whim and asked, you know, would you be available? And you said, yeah, I can set my alarm. So thanks so much for, for uh, helping me out here. I appreciate it. Hopefully we'll have some fun here today. Plenty of time on my hands. I've got seven days in isolation from coronavirus. Yeah. You're lucky you got I'm busy and out <laughs> doing things. So, so you, you you have seven more days to go? No, I've got till Tuesday. So okay. uh, four more, three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, let's, since you mentioned COVID, how, how, how are you doing with that? How this, is this your first go around with it? Yeah, first go. Yeah, it's been two years I've managed to avoid it, but uh, yeah, just um, yeah, very, very mild symptoms, almost asymptomatic apart from I had a little drippy nose and my throat was a bit talky, my voice was a bit funny, but no, I've been fully active, exercising, working out, walking, so I've been very, very, very fortunate because a lot of my friends are very sick, so mm -hmm. I'm lucky. That's fantastic. That's great that you're, you're, you're feeling well, and hopefully once your quarantine is up, you can get out and get back to everything that you're doing. Um, yeah, yeah. So including going to football. There you go. Absolutely. Now, let me, you know, since we're, since we're mentioning COVID, let's go ahead and, 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 and talk about COVID. Uh, and I'm going to jump into that part first, then we'll come back into, into, you know, for those of you that, that may not have picked up on the name, I did not use the, the, the nickname that he has had uh, adopted over the last 16, 17 years. I haven't used that one yet, but we're going to talk about Catman in just a little while. But since, since you mentioned COVID, um, what were the worst and the best things about the lockdowns that went on in Victoria over the last couple of years for you? Uh, the, the, the best thing was um, I had an extremely busy, busy schedule. It was overlapping and I thought um, I had a whole heap of things. I remember at the time we had the, when it first hit and I thought, how am I going to manage this? I'm going to go up and down the highway. I'm going to run out of time. I've got, I've got, got to overlap places and I was exhausted think, even thinking about it. And then lockdown hit and it collapsed and it was, um, all just fell apart and it was actually had nothing to think about nothing to worry about so the good thing was you had uh nothing to worry about we just did our did it went through our day like normal um just you know exercising going for walks eating watching netflix got into netflix and it like it simplified everything it really did that was the good side of it but you know the bad thing was obviously um couldn't go to the footy each week so isolated from our friends and in australia here I live, in, I live in the rural area and we were forbidden from going to the city and the city was forbidden from coming to us. So couldn't see my friends for six months that at a time that I was seeing once a week and often twice a week. So socially, um, it was very, very destructive. And a lot of my friends are still not recovering from that numbness from not doing anything. It's like this, almost people are just empty. They can't be bothered even now. Like this effort, it seems a huge effort and people just um, used to staying home. That's a been a real downside so yeah okay so uh, were, were you able to work from home then with your with your job uh well, we were we we're both retired and we live on a property with 80 acres so um oh. we've got 1800 acres of national forest behind us so we um our daily day-to-day wow. -day life didn't alter so we um just chopping wood ch um chopping up wood going to the paddocks um yeah, doing stuff around the house i had a 1970s um i got a room i did done up as a project in my up near my gym in my cat cave it's a 1970s retro room so i was busy getting stuff off okay. marketplace so that's so i kept very yeah so financially didn't impact us no okay well that i didn't i didn't realize you had that so you, you had so you your five kilometers 
extended well beyond other people's five kilometers because you have you had a huge amount of land to to circumnavigate during this so that yeah. that that had to be you know even though you weren't able to see your friends that had to be something that allowed you to you know just kind of have the 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 solitude of getting out there and, and still being able to collect your thoughts and maybe even being on the phone with people, even if you couldn't see them in person. So that was, that probably had to be a bit of an advantage for you. Yeah, it was a huge advantage. I had friends that were stuck in, you know, 14 stories up in a tiny apartment for, I'm yeah. talking months on end with one, one hour out a day to exercise. And that was all they got. And I was walking the property, like our 80 acres going through huge walks around the lake. Um, we've got a lake near us and we just, just walked and walked and walked. And wow. so it's, um, I felt a bit guilty in a way because we we're so free here because um you know we're very isolated so we've got lots of space so yeah so nothing changed for us actually day to day apart from seeing yeah. my friends yeah well that i mean that that's that is uh i didn't realize you were on that big of a piece of property but that is that that has to be a lot of fun yeah. even when you're not locked down because i think you know i would, yeah, I would imagine yeah, went and picked mushrooms. Um, been picking mushrooms on those orange. We, we call them. Um, I don't know if you have them in America, but they're called um, uh, silky saffron caps. And we've been having a bit of fun on on social media with those because worrying about getting poison. But no, they're beautiful mushrooms. So going up there in the forest picking mushrooms. It's um watching all the kangaroos and the wombats. It's um and the wild goats, which we don't want, but um it's really actually quite beautifully uh, like so nature wise. So yeah, very advantageous. You have you have and beautiful wild, yeah. wild goats. Oh God, yes, yes. Oh. Lots of I've got a huge herd, and they're very destructive. Okay. So they strip the tree, they reach up and jump, and they get what they can. And you see a you'll see a tree stripped to a certain height, and then it'll just be growing because it's um they can't reach it. Yeah, we've got about okay. um, they were about five of them, and um there's now about thirty. They're very very prolific breeders. Oh. A friend of ours. They were they were locked one, down. They were locked to... down as well and didn't have anything else to do. <laughs> no, they didn't. <laughs> friend of ours. Friend of ours. He doesn't, he doesn't like um he doesn't like goats so he, he just cleaned it up and then killed it on the mountain and cleaned it and threw a big thigh bone on our bench and said there you go I was like, oh yuck <laughs> so we made a made a ragu out of it but i don't tend to like goats so i mean are, are is and again i don't is that is that an animal that you can harvest on your own property to use for meat if you choose to do so um well we don't have them because they're very destructive they're wild and they they, they um they decimate the um Ecology, so they uh, they're a pet, so you're allowed to shoot them. Mm. Okay, that's yeah. So I was wondering. I didn't know if you could, because we have that same sort of thing with uh, like the wild boars or the hogs here in the U.S., especially in the South, yeah. where you know I've watched, uh, I've seen videos on YouTube uh, with guys that are on driving on like big um, fast, not not go karts, but like big uh, like farm vehicles and such, where they're they've got laser scopes on shotguns and they're out there in like five minutes, they're shooting like 80 of these hogs. It's like a video game. It's just amazing. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's just crazy. I couldn't, do I, couldn't yeah. do, I couldn't do that myself. I'm not, I'm not a blood sport person. Well, but, yeah. but, they, but they actually, they, they do harvest all of them and, and they, they actually will take those animals and then take them to food banks and things like that. Just to, you know, to, to process, they'll process all, right, all yeah. of them. Yeah. So they don't, yeah. yeah they don't I saw just, an, I, Sorry, cut you off. I put on Facebook the other day a video of them walking up the mountain, went for a walk, and I, I thought if I had a gun and I shot them, I'd probably hit the little baby kid and limp it, hit it in the leg, and then injure it and not kill them. So I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't do it anyway. It's yeah. not my style. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, and I'm, I've not been a much of a hunter either, so I've not. Uh, I used to fish a lot, but I'd never. I actually don't think I've ever actually yeah, been very, hunting. Very, 
<laughs> so, you know, we're, we're here to talk a little bit about this, this persona that you took on, if you will, um, 17 years ago now, if, I, if my math is correct. Um, 17 or 18, something like that. I probably hardcore hard 17, but I started back in 92. Okay. So you so got to start. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I did it. 90, 90, I found a pair of um, I found a pair of uh, platform shoes from the seventies in an op shop in nineteen eighty eight, I think it was. Okay. And I just kept them in the black and red, which weren't Geelong colours. So when I came back to the footy, I thought uh, well, we had a grand final, which was um, like your Super Bowl, you know, like mm -hmm. we had a grand final. Um, and Geelong were in it back in nineteen ninety two, it was. And I thought I'm going to work, paint these shoes and wear them and dress up a bit. So. Because I come from the Boy George era. Um, don't know if a lot of your listeners all um, know about that, but I come from the Boy George era in the 80s and I used to dress up. So it was sort of an extension or a seed of that. It grew from that. So I morphed, my, did my own version of that in a football sort of way. Mm -hmm. And um, I had a, my dad went to America actually back in 1963. Um, I used to, back in the old days, I used to do an exhibition match. And they'd travel around to Hawaii and um, America and they did a corn exhibition tour. So Geelong and the Melbourne Football Club and Geelong went to Hawaii and all around America, San Francisco, and they did exhibition matches for the Americans to um, show, showcase our game. And Dad got a blazer. It was a jacket and we had trip to USA and um, he had that on a blazer. So I unpicked it because it was sitting in his cupboard and I put that on a denim jacket and I wore yeah. that to the footy and it grew, and it grew from that. And that's what... Um, it just spread like like a tumor, like a cancer, and it was all like badges <laughs> well, and, and so on. Yeah. You know what? I I'm, I'm going to stop. I, I don't think I don't think the word cancer is the right. Can, that's that takes on a negative connotation. Okay. I know. I um, how about uh, maybe? Something let's see. Maybe it spread like uh, I don't know. <laughs> so like, hard, like it spread like Vegemite. How's that? Let's let's go with that. Oh, well, I'm, spread a life like Vegemite. Yeah, cancer, that visually. yeah cancer takes on a bit of a negative connotation there so that that's uh but it, it was yeah. a good thing yeah, well, though. so you but you you were kind of brought to the footy because you you had been a footy fan your father played over 100 games with the cats um you know he he retired when you were very young so you you may have been at the grounds when he was playing but i'm sure you don't have any recollection of it but as you got a little bit older you had some friends that brought you to footy because you'd kind of strayed away from footy a little bit and, and it sounded like they were some just some great friends that that got you back involved with this yeah that's a long story but anyway so I'll, I'll go back a bit before that so when i was about um 13 14 years old my we had a foster brother who lived with us and he was old enough to take to the footy but before then i was going with my friend's mother and so when i was i remember far back as 10 years old so and i even back when i was 10 11 12 i had a flag my mum made for me and i always wanted to be the have the biggest flag. I always had this thing about having big flags and being noticed. And, you know, so I was at the football as a 10 year old with my own flag. So um, obviously um, at that ground at those times, the only area where big flag was sort of allowed was the cheer squad area. So I had a real um, lust passion to get um, join that. So I eventually found my foster brother. My mum, mum didn't go as an older person, nor did my dad anymore. So uh, I went from my friend's mother and I got older. He went away from the footy. So my foster brother and my sister, we joined the cheer squad when I was 14. So that's how that started. 
So I was from 14 and then, um, that was 1979. And then had a great short few years in 1983, at the end of 1983, um, I left school and I got into the nightclub board George scene and got um, from 1984 to 1990, I got into on and off drugs and nightclub lifestyle. Not, not drug addiction, just drug, you know, use slash recreational abuse and um, had a bit of a, fell in a bit of a hole and then um, so I've had a bit of a nervous breakdown after all that, which is sad. But um, anyway, so my friend, um, I had one friend left from the football. I lost all my contacts, of course, when you go into the nightclub scene, there's not many people there that are you know, interested in football. I had one friend left and he said, we should go to a game. You know, I was sort of in pits of despair. And I said, oh, I said, yeah, we'll go. So um, it was the Carlton Geelong game. So I went, um, I went to that and I got, oh, my God, this, you know, I've got this um, addiction back into me. You know, I was, this is great. You know, I've got a purpose again. And he introduced me to these these ladies who he'd met these women so that was really lovely so he, he didn't I wanted to go every week I wanted to go every single week and he didn't and he wasn't as keen as me I thought I'm, I'm going to go and meet these ladies so I met them and they took me under their wing and it was the most I'm still best friends with her to this day so it was um her name's Debbie and she took me under her wing said you're going to sit with us from now on so I had a purpose and after my breakdown I sort of had to train myself to get out of the house it was like acrophobia mm-hmm. anxiety pretty, pretty crippling and she used to come take me and we'd go and sit at the football. She'd pick me up and was my good company. So it was a very important um, friend of my life and a part of my life. So that that reignited my um, passion again. And then I'd sit with her. She was in the cheer squad. We just sat around the fringes of the cheer squad. And oh. then in about 96, I thought, I'm going to join again because I want to um, wave big flags. And sorry, not 96, 90. Uh, I lost my, lost my train of thought. No, it was 96. 92, I joined, sorry, I tell a lie. I joined in about 90, 92 and 93, 94. And then I um, left again and came back. Yes, yeah, so it was all a bit back and forth. Had a business to run and couldn't go every week. So, and then, uh, yes, and then 96, I started the makeup stuff. Doing okay. it all again. <laughs> so that, so you, you, you didn't, you know, you don't have a recollection of your dad playing, but your dad no. got to experience you evolving into becoming what we now know as Catman, and you know i don't know how you know how much the 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 players actually pay attention to the specific personas in the in the stands but what was his reaction as another cat supporter that was he like okay i love it was i mean it how did that go over well as you know a, a straight white heterosexual man i mean they're probably the first choices and for their son to dress up Probably rather not. Um, he, but he embraced me. He was used to me from the eighties, dressing up, you know, like Lord George and carrying on. But um, he, I was, I met him once outside the back of the stand, and um, I had someone pull me away for a photo. Then some older women said, "Oh my God, that's Roy West. Can I have a photo?" So my poor mum's standing there, and then she's standing there on her own. And Dad, Mum said, "This is ridiculous." So anyway, we used to meet after the game um, quietly. Then all these um, people said, "Oh my God, there's Catman. They'll get me for a photo." And the younger ones, and Dad goes. Dad got pissed off. He goes, hey, because I'm the bloody famous one here. He goes, I'm the famous <laughs> player. He goes, he goes, you little prick. He goes, I'm more, I'm better known than you. He goes, you'll get more attention. Dad, I'm, I'm the next generation, Dad. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Really well, funny. Well, yeah, yeah. And that that's a great point because, you know, here's somebody who's, you know, who played uh, 108 games for, for the club. And and here, here's his son who has embraced becoming a supporter of this club and has, has jumped into... Yeah this character but but you did it in in it and it was a very positive thing where people gravitated towards you they wanted photographs of you because yeah because if, if we if you know if you google 
Catman, there are hundreds of photographs with you and other supporters, yep. maybe of the cats or maybe of other clubs who just appreciate what you do that are out there. I mean, it's, it's just, you know, and it, and it just, it looks like it just grew and grew and, it grew, and I, again, I've only been following the game yeah. since about 2016, but. Yeah. yeah, it did grow. You're right. It, it was sort of a morphing. It wasn't, um, I didn't have any desire to be a super fan, to be the most well-known fan. I just um, was doing my own thing. Like I've always done. I dress up, I get attention. That's all it was. I used to love people looking at me. I love shocking people. I love being not normal like everyone else. That's all it was. And I got a bit of a camera attention and I thought, oh, this is fun, but I actually never did it for media attention. It all came to me and I was enjoying it, but it wasn't my intention. My intention was just to create a character and it was slowly morphing because I got OCD and I got this obsession on obsessive compulsive nature. I just kept making, I'll, I'll do more, I'll do more. This is fun. I'll keep sewing, I'll keep sewing, I'll keep putting badges on, I'll keep putting wigs on, keep, keep going. And I didn't even have a name. And I was walking after a game at MCG one day and this guy goes, oh, there's Catman. He just, that was the first time I heard of it. He just called me Catman. Yeah. And I thought, that sounds pretty cool. So that's how I adopted it. It was someone yelling it to me. He sort of was being a bit of a smart ass. He wasn't doing it out of effect. <laughs> so I thought, actually, I'm going to adopt that. That's a good name, Catman. So that's where the name Catman came from. I didn't even give it to myself or make it up. It just stuck. Yeah. So, so yeah. Did there come a time where the club kind of reached out to you and uh and brought you in as kind of an ambassador for the club was there a relationship like that with the cats no no unfortunately not there was an unofficial um i was the unofficial sort of mascot okay. so they're very well well aware of me i had meetings but i was um a bit of a controversial figure and i wasn't they already had their mascot um half cat and he was doing right, a great right. job i wasn't I wasn't a mascot. I was just a super fan. And they were right. very much aware of me, very much aware of my influence and I was how well known I am. And I've been into meetings with them. So I had, I, I was, I was still very, um, yeah, acknowledged by them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And yeah, it's, yeah. And I, and I've, you know, in the years that I've been watching, I have seen you in the stands. And of course, like, of course, not the last couple of years because you were out wandering around in your backyard, but uh <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, yeah. but you know it's uh you you made a decision well and maybe that's not the right way to put it maybe maybe a decision was made for you to step away from wearing the costume because you 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 had some things that happened that that were most unfortunate you know, and it's it, and I and I've seen some of the things, and it's and it's it's disturbing, and it's just it's sad that 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 people think that way. Yeah, look, it's look if you de if you deviate from the norm, if you you embrace difference, you um, it's just the way life is social. It's the way the social construct is. You um, attract heat and attract attention, and often it's very very good and lots of it, but it's also often very negative. So you get a lot of people that. Uh, don't like your popularity, don't like your um, drive, your attention that you get, the media that you get, they get can get very jealous and that can fuel um, uh, hatred and it can fuel agendas. And also coupled with that, you've got homophobia, you've got um, identity discrimination from people and um, it does cause a lot of ugly behaviour. And it's not just me, I've heard a lot of people who are well known that are different, um, cop the same stuff, a lot of haters. but. Um, Yes, I had a bit of a battle on my hands and I just thought I'm not being supported here. So I thought 
And I was trying to make the cheese cord grow into the most wonderful, amazing thing. And I had a, I was, but it come with a cost. It was very, very hard and people often working um, against you. So I'm, I'm very progressive. Well, I'm a very, very progressive person. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also aggressive people out there that are conservative that don't, um, didn't like my approach. So um, it just was a, you know, push, pull grinding. So I just, yeah, I stepped away, got sick of it, got sick of the battle yeah. and football became, Football became a battle zone rather than a place of enjoyment. So I walked away and, um, but then I thought after it, two years went by with COVID and I thought, you know, I'm not going to let people dictate when I stop doing Catman. So I had a bit of a revolution and um, more revelation and revolution. And I thought I'm going to just do this on my own, my own, you know, my own terms now, just do it every now and then when I want, mm-hmm. when I feel like it, but I'll go. I'll go out on my terms. I've always done it my way. I've done everything my way all my life. Uh, that Frank Sinatra song was just so I, up my alley. That, that was just going through my head right when you said that. I was thinking Frank Sinatra yeah. there. <laughs> and a few knocks, but you know, just um, like these people, these haters, I always use their energy to, um, I take in their hate and I, um, I just makes me do more, inspires me more. The more they hate, the more I shine. That's my saying. So they um, think they're, making me, bringing me down. Like, you know, it's the old schoolyard mentality. Same with online, you know, like um, online, there's a lot of hate, uh, 99% hatred. And on game day, it's 99% of people are really good. So it just goes to show you what people do behind yeah. keyboards. But I um, so, still believe people are fundamentally good. Yeah. So was was the was the problem coming from within the, mainly from within, and I know you talked about you being a more progressive person in terms of your ideas about the cheer squad were the problems actually stemming from the cheer squad directly or was it mainly stuff that you were seeing online that that caused you to initially step away no the cheer squad directly okay. certain members okay. not the, not the whole but right. certain members um that that had, had um an agenda yet and it was, okay. um, became tough going i thought you know why why am i doing this so yeah. um yeah that was why it was now the online bullying doesn't bother me at all. I, I did say that online, I had to use a bit of smoke and roots. I didn't want to put the cheese squad in the crap because a lot of the cheese squad had got very good people in it. And I didn't want to t- um, brand them as a bad cheese squad. It was only certain members and um, not the whole cheese squad. So I had to use a bit of smoke and roots. Unfortunately, I had to use the um, online bullying thing and instead of telling the truth at the time, because I just didn't want to tarnish the whole cheese squad right, in the right. club. So, you know, so I, I, I did do a bit of porky pies told a bit of fibs it wasn't the online bullying um but you know i was in a bit of a stuck in a bit of a position so i you know people wanted to know why i'd walk so and i couldn't really tell the whole story so yeah you know, it was a bit tricky no so, and um, yeah and and it was also it was also happening at a time when really nobody was at the footy either so there wasn't there no wasn't, it was just before, before that started in 2019 so yeah before, and and the agenda had been going for a few years, so it was actually very much during the game. But um, COVID knocked it on the head too, so that right, was probably right. not a bad thing at all. Right, but there, but there wasn't really an opportunity to get any kind of a face-to-face resolution about it either. In that, and when everybody was no, sequestered no, away, yeah, yeah, now just suspended, suspended in air because no one could see anyone. You know, we had right, a very right. strict lockdown. Um, we were going, we had a little bit of a window period there where I think it was about twenty twenty when we could go to the football. We'll just letting crowds back in because i'd had the covid zero thing going well and there was about two you know two cases then we got to about 70 percent. i was at a game there was 70 percent there and then the next week they're gonna thinking of going up to 100 percent capacity then we had one corona case at the football and mm-hmm. one i'm talking one yeah and they locked 
locked us down again and stopped the crowd. So, yeah. 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 And I don't know if that was an overreaction, but that's, you know, again, I've not, I've, I've not seen a game in person before it's, it's on my, I mean, I saw a couple of games here from the USAFL last summer and I'm actually hoping to go next weekend down to our state capital in Columbus and watch a couple of games. Um, with yes. The, yeah. The so when are you going to go again? I have to get my, my youngest has another year and a half of college to finish up. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be 60 next year. So I had, I had thought that I would love to make the trek over there when I turned 60 and spend like three weeks in Australia. And, um, you know, so I could be there for, so I could be there for two rounds of footy to go see games, yeah. you know, at GMBHA, if they ever let the cats play there. Cause we're now nine games into the season and they've played two friggin' games there this year, two games out of nine. I, so yeah, that's, oh, yeah, we've got a few. Yeah. Up. We've got about three in a, almost three in a row, I think coming up. Yeah. yeah that, then I'll have to shut up about that. But until then I can still complain about that, but <laughs> yeah, we still, you don't get enough down there. That's all right. Right, right. Constant July. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I, I want to go see, you know, footy at the local level. I want to go see, you know, how it how it works down at the at the the, the, the OS kick level. I want to see the interactions with, you know, coaches and kids and that sort of thing there just to get a better understanding of it. You know, it's yeah, uh, the grassroots. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's one of the things that I do with each, you know, almost every episode is I will, I will give a shout out to a local footy club just because it lets me go on and Google them and read up, up on their website and learn a little bit of history and maybe see who went from that club to play in the AFL or the VFL or something like that. So it's just, it's just a way for me to learn about the game as well. Very but, good idea, actually. Yeah. And I, yeah. you know, I've had some, I've had some good connections there and some, I've had some good interviews there. So you mentioned that, you know, you'll, you'll, you're going to go back to Catman on your own terms but it's mm -hmm. going to be in a slightly different outfit if i'm not mistaken because your outfit is kind of out of reach right now because, <laughs> now, because it, now it's, it's, yeah it's tell touch, us tell us where it is gotta touch it with white gloves now yeah um, it's at the australian sports australian sports museum i have um my original jacket uh, i was telling talking about before it was my original jacket and it's extremely heavy and very, very um, lead weight. And I've sort of morphed on and I don't wear it anymore because I've no reason. Just I've just got into wearing blazer suits with poor patches on them and different jackets. And I just actually don't wear it anymore. I thought that's just going to end up in the bottom of the cupboard. If I give it to my, my nieces, I said, they're not going to bother with it. If I sell it, someone will wear it. I don't really need the money. Um, no use that. And I thought I'm going to contact the Australian Sports Museums. See if they're interested. And they were over the moon wrapped. So I not only gave them my jacket, I gave them a, a headpiece, I gave them jeans, I gave them shoes, I gave them socks, I gave them neckpiece, I gave them gloves, I gave them the entire outfit. <laughs> That's fantastic. I mean, that, that is... And they were, oh, yep, they were over the moon with it. Sorry to cut you off. And they asked me for a photo document. So they've got a digital um, story there about my, how I was young with my early on and getting older. So like the transition. So they've got okay. a little video thing you can yeah so it's good now is is Very there yeah. a is there a picture and i and i'm asking this purely in jest but is there is there a photograph of your father in his geelong jumper with a little little thought bubble there saying hey i played 108 games for this club <laughs> yeah he's, he's got his own his own photo of the geelong, the geelong hall of fame so he's doing it right. 
Okay. A lot of the premiership, though. so he's, he's doing all right. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> you know, let, let me ask you this. Since, since you've been involved with, you know, you were involved with the cheer squad for many years, how on game day, how involved, because I know that the, the cheer squads are, for all intents and purposes, they're about 200 meters apart from one another at opposite ends of the ground. But is there yeah, ever, yeah. is there ever any kind of like camaraderie or, you know, festivities or just interacting with them before the game starts? No, no, back, back in the eighties, it was a lot of, um, it was extremely tribal back then because we had uh, a lot of the, the, the suburban clubs had their own suburban grounds and mm -hmm. now they're because of cost reasons and capacity reasons, they now only have two grounds in Melbourne, but they used to have like a heap and we used to have to travel to them. And they were extremely hostile and there wasn't a lot of love and it was often very violent and um, getting out of grounds was dangerous, especially if you beat the team, they would get angry. If you lost, they'd, they'd hit, they'd try and chase you up to say ha, 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 and they'd attack you. They did terrible things. They'd um, set you, they'd set you, back then we had crepe paper, we called them floggers, the big, those huge big things we wave over the fence where well, they used to be made of crepe paper and they would flick matches on them, um, throw cups of, cups of piss on us it was wow. very 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 hostile and violent so there's never any camaraderie i tell you um over the years though it's um cheese squad had a very very bad name for violence and drinking and um mm -hmm. everything so cleaned up the rect and they're very very strict code of contact now there's actually they're all dry areas and because of social media um we now realize that we're um all doing the same thing for our club we just love our club with passion so we actually become friends with the um right and we have lots of catch we have catch-ups now with opposition cheer squads and okay. it's um much friendlier more mutual respect now whereas it used to be none of that it was tribal and it was warfare and very ugly so yeah so which which cheer squad did you know which cheer squad do you enjoy meeting up with and catching up with the the members of that cheer squad um well personally um I've got to take personally, I'm not talking collectively the cheer squad because it's all different, but um right, right. I've got really good I've got really good friends with our with our main adversary, which my friends hate, but the Hawthorne Cheer Squad. Um there's a guy in there, he's very, very much like me, but he's allowed to be creative and progressive and he's allowed to do everything he wants. So they look the best, they're fabulous. So he's um very inspirational and I love him. And I have got to meet all people from the Hawthorne. I've got a lot of friends in another bad rival cheer squad, Collingwood, also Richmond, mm -hmm. very um a lot of Richmond, mainly Richmond cheer squad as well. And back in the day, you weren't friends at all. But I can't hate them anymore because I got so many friends in them. So um, right, right, yeah, they're, they're they're the main three that I've got most affection for because um, people in there that have got the same passion as as me that that I that I can see. Yeah, so but yeah, no no hatred for any okay. real cheer squad. Yeah, because and that's you know that's kind of the the situation that I'm in because I'm I'm in the on on Facebook in particular, you know, every, every club has several different, you know, Facebook groups for that club. And I have, you know, I lost my yeah, Facebook yeah. page. I lost my original Facebook page about six weeks ago. Um, it got taken oh. down because I used the word punch in a post and they didn't like that because they thought I was advocating violence. So my Facebook page disappeared. Uh, um, uh, but so I've I've reached back out and joined I've joined at least one of those groups for all 18 clubs. And I, you know, I've engaged with all of these people and I go in there and I and I and I ask and they say, well, you know, how long have you been supporting Club X or our club? And I said, well, I, to be honest with you, full disclosure, I'm, you know, I, I tell them, you know, when I put my first post in there that I do this podcast, I'm an American, I fell in love with the game, that sort of thing. But then I tell them, I said, I'm a cat supporter, but I don't have in my DNA that. 
you know, that, you know, when it, when a, in a, a child of, you know, a couple that are, that are cat supporters is born, they have in their DNA must hate Hawthorne. You know, I don't have that, you know, cause I, 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 I wasn't raised, I wasn't born with that, you know? So as I tell him, I said, you know, I'm here to learn about the history of your club, the culture of your club, what, what you people think. Another thing is it helps me to also find guests to come on the podcast as well. Cause I love talking to just normal everyday fans as well to learn about their history in terms of, of what they've seen. Cause I then I get to kind of see it through their eyes. So yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. So far I've had only a couple people in this new go round that have said, well, you're not a supporter of our club. You need to get the hell out. I haven't had too many that have done that yet, but I, I I've, I've tried to talk them down a little bit. Um, but you know, I don't like, no, there shouldn't be any of that behavior at all. You, yeah. you've acted for Geelong and, there's a little people say, Oh, you're the most passionate supporter. I say, No, I'm not the most passionate, I'm the most recognizable supporter. No, I'm not the most passionate. You got 90 year old ladies sitting in their armchair that have followed along all their life and they're 10 times as passionate as me, and they are just as important as me. And even if they've never been to a game in 30, 40 years, yeah. it doesn't matter. You, you're following Geelong is what we should all embrace, not how you got there. We're all mm -hmm. there together. How, you, how your journey was is not any better any worse or any less important than others so you're an american following geelong to me you're one of us yeah well that's it's it. like yeah in fact there's a uh, I, I know i saw recently on one of the games there's a new google commercial about uh, a, a, a granddaughter discovering that grandma played for for the geelong team back in the 50s and grandma's dealing mm. with dementia and they take grandma to the game and she she kind of has this you know rekindling of yeah. her love for the game which is kind of cool yeah yeah i, I hate that i'm better you all that crap i've never done that never ever done that ever yeah even though i look the most outrageous it doesn't mean i'm the most passionate i'm just very passionate and i less love i love being displaying everything on me physically as why well. i love the geelong and i love it that much so yeah that doesn't mean i'm any more yep nothing wrong with that i mean every 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 friday during the the season when i'm in school i, I mean i own i own three cats polo shirts and i'm wearing one of those on you know, Friday of, of a game week, every week at school, I wear one. So the kids know it. I mean, I've got, a, I've got, you know, a posters. I got the little Patty Dangerfield doll on my desk and, you know, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, you know, I mean, it's, Oh, I'm, I'm all in, I'm all in. Yeah. So, um, you know, we're looking at, looking at 2022 season at the 2022 season right now, we're about halfway through the fixture. We're through almost through mm -hmm. round nine. Who has been the biggest surprise and the biggest disappointment in the comp this year for you? Oh, I like Stengel. I reckon he's a bit of an excitement. I, like, I really think he's coming good. Um, oh, disappointment. I don't know. Um, well, I don't, I don't it, know. It, it, could I don't... Be a, it could be a team also. It doesn't have to be a specific player. If you don't want to call out a specific player, that's okay. But which team are you thinking that, I, oh, man, I, I thought they were think, going to be a lot better? I, think, I can't think of any one player. Like I think it's collectively as a team. I think we... Um, you know, we, we either do, we either start really well or we finish really well. There's never mm -hmm. any consistency and that's team collective. I'm disappointed in the, in the fade outs like last night, you know, like yeah, fade outs. Yeah. I can't know what we four quarters. And then the other week we were way ahead and then lost, you know, like it's, um, I just wish we could do in four quarters what, we, you know, like every, that doesn't work. I mean, right. against, um, I think it was Collingwood, my brain's a bit frazzled because of COVID, but I think it was a Collingwood game. We we're behind and we had this quarter. We just went magical. I thought, why can't oh. they do that every single well, That's. I think it was the last quarter game. I don't remember what it was. My brain's that fried, was, but That was the um, game that I got banned for when I used the word punch because I, 
I had said that that oh. second half, that second half was like, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Rocky three when he was fighting Clubber Lang and he let Clubber Lang punch himself out and get tired. That's what I said happened in that game. I made that analogy and I get up the next morning and my Facebook page is gone. What do you mean it's gone? You can't get no, gone. I, it was gone. It was gone because what, you know, there was, there was a light, you know, I had never, I've never, I've never been banned on. I've never had the 30 day thing like that on it before. But when I went to the little inbox, it's supposed to tell me, here's why you got banished. I kept getting this little message thing that's saying, you know, that connectivity issues, it wouldn't go to that box. So I could never see it. And I sent email after email to Facebook, never heard anything back. And my 30 days of being able to appeal it went by and it's gone. So that's they just started pan up. Yeah, that's the, the one that you and I have been and been talking on is my new one that I started uh, about a month ago. So I've had to rebuild yeah, from scratch. Yeah. Horrible getting all your friends back. Yeah. Um, what you need, what, what happens is um, you need to, it's really hard because it's um, what Facebook do. They have certain words that they now, because all they've been under a lot of pressure from all the, um, they're allowing bullying, allowing attacks. Yeah. So they now flag certain words, right? So they don't even put it into context. So they'll just flag a word like punch. And if you see that, they see that word, the moderators, they just bang, it's automatic ban. They yeah. think you're threatening someone. Right. They just don't even have context. I had the 30-day ban um, recently because I put up a post about my um, coronavirus. That was it. I put a post up saying, I can't believe I've bloody got this. I hope I don't die. And they said I was doing intimidation and violence. <laughs> it was absolutely ridiculous. And you got no course of re recourse right, of... Right. Um, yes. No, you, get them, you can't defend yourself. You just get banned. But unfortunately, Pathetic. unfortunately, it is it's the it's the only game in global town in terms of, you know, situations like what we're having right now to be able to connect with one another, because there's no way I would be interacting with you if it didn't exist. So, yeah, you, know, you, you kind of have to you, you, it's an it's an it's a necessary evil. You know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which now, when I post a link to it, they're gonna they're gonna ban it because I've called them a necessary evil. Uh, so, so um, oh, well, yeah, now let me ask let me ask you this, and I ask this a, a lot of uh, people, but it's it's a little bit more urgent now because Gil's leaving his job soon. And let's say mm. that the let's say that the that the uh, the powers that be decide to name you the commissioner of the comp for one day. Okay. What? Well, what for however long? What is one rule that you would either add or get rid of or modify? Oh, I'm a bit. Well, when I say I, I would like to put more more one on one, more man on man, like not not this constant flow. They just all run down the field. I would I would I would keep the rule. You have to stay on your man. I love. I, I just think it creates more of a contest and it's more exciting. And fans are screaming for it, but they just. I mean, the game's changed. I know that, not probably unrealistic, but I would, I would keep more man on man. I'd make the players um, stay in the area. Because my dad, my father said, you, you never ever left the goal square area. And you watch now, you'll see the ball turn over, and there'll be an empty goal square often, and a goal just rolled through. In, in my father's day, that would not have mm -hmm. happened. He was there to defend. But of course, they get sucked up the ground because the back, the full, the full. Well, my dad said the full forward opposition goes up the ground so you got to you get sucked up the ground to bloody join him because you got to right. you, you know keep on him yeah. and then um so there's no there so that that's like under 12 they just all follow the ball it's quite 
I don't like that, that I would change. Yeah, yeah what's, what's the Very term much. that, I've heard people use the term uh, seagulls chasing after a chip. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and I would, and what I also hate is when they're going for goal and the players, they, they spin the ball in their hands mm -hmm. and they don't hold it still. And I watched Jeremy Cameron last night and I thought, he's old school. He's what I love. I just love Jeremy Cameron. He's like yeah. my, I never have a player, never have personal players as idols because um, I think it's a team sport and I don't think we should single out full fours because my dad always said, you know, dad, dad always said the full back is the most unglamorous position. He said, we work harder than a full forward. It is harder to defend goals and kick them. He goes, I saved more goals and... Doug Wade kicked, and he goes, I get no recognition. He's a little bit bitter about the position, how unglamorous the back line was, because defence doesn't have the, doesn't get the glamour, you know, the goal-kicking right, glamour right. sort of. Um, but they, but they'll, get the, they'll get the blame if the goal goes through. Correct. Yeah, yeah. they get, they yeah. get, yeah, they get, yeah, they get, so it's, um, yeah, that's, yeah. Anyway, so I love Jeremy Cameron, as I said, and I just love his exciting and, um, I love the way that he holds the ball still and he holds it correctly and he lines up. But I don't like the way they spin the ball. I don't like the way that, that new rule, you know, like they run across and they get penalised. Quite a few tweaks, but... Oh, the 50 metre, yeah. And that's a, that's oh. a massive penalty. I mean, yeah. would, it be, would it be more... It used to be 10 metres in the old yeah, I was days. Gonna say, I was going to say, would, it, would, it, would a 25 metre penalty, would that be more palatable for the coffee? Because 50 metres is just a, it's a massive shift of... You know, yeah, it's nearly a quarter. Oh, I don't. I'm not good at math. Yeah. It's nearly a quarter of a bloody round yeah. of time. But no, 50, it used to be ten meters, and I'd, I'd say 15, 15 maybe twenty at the max. But um, fifty is outrageous and and, and game changing at times. And it's mm -hmm. they get fifties for very little sometimes, and it can turn a game over and lose your game. It's um, the terrible. I, I would thank you if I was Gil. I would boot the fifty meter rule out. Fifty okay. meter penalty rule. Okay. Yeah, put it back to fifteen. And 10 or 15, maybe 20 max, yeah. Okay. Now, I uh, yeah. I mentioned this to you before because you talked about you know, your teenage years. Um, and I, I'll be honest with you, I was doing the math when you were telling me how old you were at a certain time, and I'm thinking you, you, you do not look your age, okay? You don't. I, 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 if, had, I, had you asked me how old you were, I would have guessed probably 20 years younger than you, than you actually are. Oh, I, I would have guessed, guessed that. I mean, because I'm because I'm two years older than I love, you. I think because you were born in '65, if my math is correct. Yeah, yeah. correct. Yeah, I, I was yeah. I was born in '63. Okay, so I'm. Yeah, well, I had one of my students the other day because they, I don't know, came up in conversation. I have mostly 16 and 17 year olds, and I, I, I something happened. I said, "Well, just how old do you think I am?" They said, "70." It's like, shut up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I would have said, I would have person fifty five. My yeah. I, I thought you'd be about fifty eight, but yeah, because it, yeah. But what it is it? Your hair, but when you got bald head, or you got losing hair, or you're no hair, like you look like you. That's yeah. when people think you're older. Um, right. you, you're facially naked about mid fifties, my age. Yeah, you don't look old. You don't look not seventy. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't feel. Some but, days I feel seventy, but not as much anymore though. But, but it's really funny when. Be young, you think your teachers are really old, but they're not. They're only in their thirties, and you think. Right, like, right. I think back now, they think, like, you know, you know what I mean. You thought they're in their seventies, and they're like thirty-year-old when you were seventeen. Yeah, well, I, 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 I told them, I, I, I said to them, I said, now I will tell you, I said, I am closer to being a hundred than I am to being eighteen, but I don't want to hear anything about that. Okay, <laughs> so I don't want to. Don't tell me that. Yeah. But 
So let's say, uh, have you seen the film Back to the Future? Oh, yes, God. Yes. Okay. I'm an 80s boy. Okay. So let's say that you were buddies with Marty McFly and Doc, and you got a, you got a chance to hop in the DeLorean and go back and give your 15-year-old self a little bit of advice. What would you tell your 15-year-old self? Um, tell my fifteen-year-old self. I would say I'd say more so get a um, get an apprenticeship, get a career because I, I did I did land on my feet well with my partner. We got a business together and um, we, we ended up doing pretty well. But um, my teenage years were spent being wayward and on the dole. I mean, we called the dole, and we called over there. But we have a welfare system here, and mm-hmm. um, I don't think you have it ever anyway. We do here, and you can live on it when you're young. And getting it, I would tell myself to get a career and not go near drugs because they're extremely destructive. And but they also educated me into how not to be nice later on. So they did me a favour in the end, but I'm not, I wouldn't advocate using them. Um, so I would tell me to um, keep. I'm really happy with how I've been. I'm maintained being fierce and keeping my um, doing things my way. And if people want to come on for the ride, then good. But if they don't like it, then too bad. I'm. I, I've got keep being me i'm really really happy with that advice just keep being who i am who i want to be um but i would change um my career yeah i would say get a career and get get a a, a proper okay. work ethic yeah which i, that's, did, I didn't that's have good. that's good so party party boy party boy troy that was a problem Hed, hedonism i was a hedonistic person you know by nature I'm, i still am hedonistic but um that the consequences and you can't be reckless with it either you know there's, there's a certain amount of hedonism you can be like you know yeah but you, we, need, we need to survive you need a career so fortunately you know, I, I um I, I became a makeup artist so i used my skills of doing makeup with board george and became a makeup artist and i was getting that off the ground and i was going to be an amazing makeup artist because i was at the top of the class so i was brilliant at it must admit and um just one we're all talented at something i did that was my talent was doing makeup you know i've never really much good at anything else but um makeup and then i had the nervous breakdown from the stupid drug use so yeah yeah that wasn't a bit wasn't a be so um yeah okay i'm good though but you have you have bounced back extraordinarily well and from oh yeah and i I, my yep and my father because he was a being an athlete footballer he was in the gym he all his life he was an athlete he was a primed athlete he's a black belt in karate he was a boxer he was a gym person he used to run around the streets in summer with a rank with a jacket on and bare feet to sweat out he was running up and down sand dunes he always kept saying to me Troy come and join me in the gym come and join me in the gym I'd say nah nah I can't be bothered I watch videos so one day I thought oh well I started going to the pool in Melbourne I'm trying to get a little bit healthy and my body shape was changing I thought oh this is really nice I'm getting attention as a you know as a guy now I never used to only when I dressed up so I thought I'll give it a try and dad thought I'd last a week well that was 35 years ago now and I have not been out of the gym since and he could not believe it so my father's legacy in his death has left me with a very, very not healthy lifestyle choice. And that bad time in my life, it's, it's created such stunning clarity within me to how to live healthy. And so that bad patch has been very positively effective on me. So, so, so it was, while it was, it was not necessarily a great thing to go through, you can look back at it and say, that needed to happen for me to be where I am today. Yep, yep, and and also yeah, and combined with that, my partner who was um, 
when I met my partner back in 93, I was at sort of rock bottom. I met him down the beach and we got to, and that's how we got together. And mm-hmm. he, he taught me also you know, the, tr- the trees are green, the sky is blue, you know, the, the autumn colours, the, um, he used to taught me colours. So I used to, I used to, was in a room in Melbourne and with black plastic on the windows, not wanting to see daylight when I was at my worst, you know? Yeah. So yeah. he taught me colour to see the, to see the life, to see nature. It was um amazing. And then just in fruition grew from that. And I just thought, then I got into the gym as well. So it all, Sort of was coming together at the right time, but I but that bad period made me made me see that my body is my temple. I've only got one vehicle, you know, to get through life. You can't trade it in. So I've been on a mission to be healthy for yeah. the last thirty odd years. So that that, that you got to you got to be in it. You got to go through shit to know what. Like all these people that are eternally happy all the time, it doesn't wash with me. I, you've got to be miserable to fight to know what happiness is. You mm-hmm. can't know true. You've been miserable, and yeah. sometimes we go. Through and sometimes we're not not happy and it's okay to not be happy you know well, and it and it but you know, seeing where you are today knowing what you now knowing now what you've gone through because again i you know we talked about this off air this was not that was not an avenue i had planned on even exploring because i didn't know any of that but seeing where you are today you know just watching you on the periphery and seeing your interactions that you had that you have on social media you know, because that's where that's where I see you mostly. Because we're we're not you know we're not showing up at the same stores and restaurants because it's a bit of a hike for me. You seem to be one of the most positive people that I that I see on social media. You are definitely a glass half full person. Oh yeah, I'm very full. I'm always, always grabbing at life by the throat. I, I think life um, doesn't land in your lap. You know, people these people that sit and wait for things to happen. Um, Okay, so I was, as I was saying, I said, you know, just based upon what I've seen with you online, you seem to be one, a, a very much a, a ha- glass half full person, and it's you know, a very positive person, which, you know, I think a lot of people could emulate that. Yeah, look, I love having fun. I, I think a lot of people put up a lot of negative stuff because, you know, their life's gone through crap or whatever, and they put their ailments up and their illnesses and their this and then the negative side, and I mean, I do that to a bit of a fun. I have a bit of a I do whinge, but I use it as a sort of a tool for entertainment. My um, actual nature is very positive, always wanting to have fun, always wanting people to be their best and enjoy entertaining people, making them laugh. That's, um, that's my main aim in life is to make people smile. And um, sometimes I don't, but I do use it as a, uh, my um, yeah, Facebook page as a tool to sort of have fun make people come to a place they're going to have a bit of a laugh and have a wind and get in, get stuck into me if I say something they don't want to hear. I've got a thick skin, so, yeah. Yeah, but it's, you know, we need, people need to see other people being happy and, and maybe that will help to maybe shake them out of their doldrums uh, that they're, that they might find themselves in, you know, because I mean, one of the things that I, I do is I, you know, every episode that I put out in my show notes, I have the phone numbers for things like, you know, Beyond Blue and that sort of thing in every set of show notes, because especially over the last couple of years, you know, what has gone on has been stressful on a lot of people. So I have the numbers for the US, for Canada and for Australia in there, because that's where most of my listeners are. Um, I mean, I'm still getting I'm still getting listeners in Ukraine right now, but I, I mean, I thought they were busy, but uh, it's... <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm still getting, yeah, it's crazy. So a couple of other questions before we wrap up here, and these are not necessarily footy related. Um, just to kind of learn a little bit more about how Troy West works. Okay. So this is a two-parter here, but what keeps you up at night and what 
lets you fall asleep at night just going, oh, I don't have to worry about that. Uh, what keeps me up at night? It's a tough one. Um, worrying about my family, you know, my partner, just, you know, future and health and, um, yeah, that's mainly it. And my brain works in overtime as well. I worry and I fixate on stupid things. And when I'm like, I, I have trouble sleeping at night. So um, very, very, that's why I'm always up at one thirty-two in the morning. So I, I wait to go to bed at the last minute. So I don't really enjoy trying to go to sleep. There's always a battle zone, you know, trying to shut your brain off from your demons. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't have a, yeah, it's mainly, um. I just can't sleep. There's actually not things on my mind as such. I do worry about my um, family and health and everything, but it doesn't keep me up at night. What used to keep me up at night was a tr were all the troubles I used to have mentioned before, you know, yeah, all yeah. the fighting, like that, that kept me up at night. And a lot of online, um, when I used to fight with people online, it used to make me stay awake because you'd be fighting up to all hours. But um, it's actually, yeah, I don't know. What, keep, what makes me sleep is um, not having any real worries you know like in life as well my life's pretty good apart from a few things but um mm -hmm. very comfortable and i know i have meditation music i listen to that's what really calms me down you know i have like um god of meditation and um yeah a bit of a bit of a complex person so okay well i'm i'd want to answer yeah because um nothing really makes me go it's just the meditation music yeah okay well i'm, I'm glad you brought up music because that's actually my next question Okay, so yeah. you, you're, you're done with your one day in Gil's job, and now you are in charge of planning the next music festival at Cardinia Park. I know the Foo Fighters were there right before Taylor Hawkins passed away, but you have to get three different acts to come in and perform at this festival down in Geelong. Who's coming to play? Uh, well, I would have first, I'd have headlining would be Courtney Love. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I could do your um, surprise there in your tone. No, well, I, I'm, I'm about to. I'm going to surprise you in a minute, though. So, she's my today um, idol. I would have Boy George coming solo because I'm sick of seeing him as Culture Club. I want to hear all these solo hits. I'd have him solo. I would have um, probably you two. Okay, love you two. I'd have um, Nick Cave. I love Nick Cave. Do you know him? I've heard the name. I've heard the name, but I'm oh, not. Right. Yeah. Oh, See, I'm. Okay. There's a lot of. You said only three. That's really hard. Well, Courtney Love and yeah, I love Bono. A bit of big Bono fan. Okay. I love. Yeah. No, my Very my last. So many. Yeah, my last concert that I went to in February was. Uh, I don't. You may not be familiar with these bands, but uh, Volbeat and Ghost. No, which uh, they're they're both European bands, but they're pretty. They're, Ghost is a uh, is a almost a metal band. I mean, that's the kind of music. I, I mean, I'll, I'll listen to anything from from Metallica to uh, yeah. I've actually gotten really into things like Archie Roach and the Pagram Brothers lately. I mean, oh, no, I, I love listening to the Pagram Brothers. I mean, they, I love them. Yeah, but, uh, no, never heard of them. I've never heard of that. It's, it's an include it's an Aboriginal group. Maryland. Band. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, no. It's uh oh, I love them. But uh, have you heard? Have you ever heard the song? You know the the color of your jumper. No. You haven't heard? I'll have to send no. you a link to that one then. It's an Archie Roach. Archie. It's, no. Yeah, it's a whole different different genre. But uh, yeah, I uh, 
but yeah, I mean, I'll listen to anything from, as you mentioned, Frank Sinatra, but I, I can go from Frank Sinatra to, uh, oh, yeah. to Slayer. Nina Simone. Yeah. I love, yeah. love Nina Simone. Yeah. I love Marilyn Manson yep. too. I wish I, I, I did Marilyn Manson. I was, he hasn't been here for years. Love yeah. Marilyn Manson. Yeah, Ghost is a lot like Marilyn it. Manson because the the guy who's the lead singer dresses up as kind of like the the anti pope. Oh, I love oh, dress it, up. I love dress up. Oh, you you would. <laughs> I, I'm going to send you some links when we're done because this is this is a band that you're going to want to check out. Then you're going to love this guy's persona. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I love I love I love insane clown posse. Do you like them? I haven't I, I i know of them i haven't listened to much of their stuff uh i mean i'm, I'm a big slipknot fan um oh you know, yeah yep. yeah so i mean i grew i grew up with alice cooper i mean my you know my 12th birthday my my 12th birthday my mom bought me alice cooper goes to hell for my 12th birthday wow. and i thought yeah, she was the alice coolest cooper. mom in the world <laughs> so so um what are i love bruce springsteen yeah, so I love lots. I I don't ask him three acts is a very tough question for me. I've got such a broad spectrum because I love jazz blues. I'm a huge jazz blues mm -hmm. fan too. Yeah, I how love about, all the. How about every, Buddy every, Guy? Uh, not know that one. Oh, he's he is he's in his eighties, but I I saw him jazz I blues. saw him live. Oh, he's a blues guitarist. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, great. I love great the real southern southern gospel blues. Mm -hmm. I love um you know all the black stuff too i, I love um now do you yeah, black music. do you have uh, do you listen to your stuff on spotify or on apple music um no mainly just youtube okay okay well I'll, I'll send you a couple i'll send you a couple links that, to some things when we wrap up here but um staying yeah. with pop culture what you know and i have i have two questions to finish up here with you uh what are a couple movies that you believe everybody should watch Oh, St. Elmo's Fire. I don't know what it is. I'm from the 80s, and I just think it's the best leaving school teen, get fun in your way movie. I, I don't know. I've got this thing about St. Elmo's Fire. Okay. And Muriel's Wedding, the other one. Okay. That's one I have not seen. <laughs> I love I've, I haven't seen St. Elmo's Fire probably since it came out. That's been, what, 40 years ago? Oh, really? Yeah, it's been a long time. must have uh, different tastes. Well... I just haven't seen, I haven't watched it. I mean, I'm, I'm uh, yeah, I haven't seen that one in forever, but. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, feel, I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of, seen, once again, I've seen a lot of films too, but um, I don't know what it is saying with Fight. It always has resonates in my heart. I just okay. love that film. And I love Muriel's Wedding. I don't watch many movies over again, but Muriel's Wedding's another really good one. You've seen that? I have not. Uh, I've not even heard of that one before. It's quintessential Australia. I can't believe you haven't seen it. Does it help if I've watched the Moody's? <laughs> <laughs> Do I get a bonus point for that? Uh, oh, okay. Well, your veg might, might stack at the back of the wall. Um, yeah. Gets you over the line. Okay. Right. Okay. So give you a tick off. Okay, I appreciate that. I mean, I have I have five cats hats and two cats footballs behind me too. So um, where'd you get them? From? Uh, one of them I bought, and the one on top here is has facsimile autographs from the the team from 2011 and i had a gentleman that lives up in queensland sent me that one wow okay, yeah cool i'll send yep. you something something yeah he's got yeah he sent that to me um so you collect, collect? I, I miss that part do i collect what cats ball cats 
Uh, well, I, I do. I mean, I have, I've got, actually have another one downstairs. Somebody sent me a, uh, a 2011 premiership cap. I just wore that when I had my dogs out for a walk this afternoon too. So yeah, I mean, I have, people, uh, ask, people ask you who, who's Geelong football club. Uh, I haven't had anybody yet. I keep wearing it because I hope people will, people will ask me because I mean, that's, you know, cause I, I, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, it's almost like, you know, let me, you know, I, I, I joke about it because, you know, I, I'm a huge baseball fan, but I've, I've been so disappointed with what baseball is doing in this country lately that I haven't watched a game in over two years. And uh, because well, what's footy, happening there? Uh, there've been a lot of rule changes. Uh, you had, um, you had one team back in 2018 that, that got caught cheating that won the championship and that none of the players were really punished for it. Uh, they weren't stripped of the championship or anything of that nature. You know, I, I think they should have been kicked out of the game permanently uh, for what they did, but uh, they're still, you know, they, they, uh, they faced very little punishment. They've changed some rules to award people who are not very good baseball players to make it easier for them to hit. It's, it would be, it would be the equivalent if you said that, you know, if, you know, in cricket, and I know just a small amount of cricket, you know, if you were told that, you know, that, uh, that you were only allowed to deploy the people who were out there that were defending, you can only deploy them in certain places on the ground to make it easier for the, the, the person who was up there with the bat to hit the ball into the grass. So they've, they've started changing uh, the rules to make it easier for people who cannot hit the ball in multiple directions to be able to hit it in one way. Same problem. Yeah. Same problems across the world by the sound of it. Every sport's getting tamped with. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's mm. been, you know, so I, I've, I've joked uh, with people. I said, you know, when, when people ask me about it, I see, you know, when they complain about baseball and I always say, can I tell you about my Lord and savior, Australian rules football? Uh, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> because, because without it, I wouldn't. Have, I, have a, I don't I have know what I'd be death doing. Row in a, I have a friend on death row in America and he, um, he watches, Seriously? he told me he watches. Yeah. Yeah. He, he knitted, he knitted me that. Holy man. Yeah. Okay. That's... You heard of, you heard, have you heard of Randy Kraft? Randy Kraft. I, I have He's very I'm, famous. I'm going to, I'm definitely going to look him up when we're done. Yeah. 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 He's um, anyway, he, he's a, Catman fan, he watches Australia football on mm -hmm. um, every Monday. It was on Van Quentin, and he's on death row. Um, he watches football and he got interested in, in me and wrote to me, so I had a friendship with him. Very okay. interesting. So, um, wow. yeah, I asked him for some artwork and he said, I'll knit you a beanie. So, there's my that's my beanie. He knitted me that comes from oh. San Quentin. Wow, <laughs> that is that is uh, <laughs> if you would if you would have said, What is the the, the one direction you don't think this conversation is going to go, I would have said, yeah, we're not going to talk about death row at all tonight, but <laughs> that's gone by the wayside. Wow. I guess wow. I've got, fans from, I've got fans all over the world, mate. Yeah. That's one uh, from San Quentin. <laughs> yeah. and, and Ohio. So, so my last thing for you, what dream have you yet to achieve? Uh, my dream is to travel the world, travel to America. I've got an obsession with America and because I've got anxiety disorder, I can't travel. So it would be a bucket list to get rid of my anxiety so I could be free to travel. But it doesn't cripple me day to day. Like I'm pretty, I function well and I, I have a small world, but it's a very impact 
compact, very busy world and I love my life. If I had a choice, I would be free of the anxiety and I'd love to travel America. I'd love to do Route 66. I'd love to go to, you know, New York. I'd love to go every go to every state. I've got the, the deep south. I'd love to do that, you know, travel the, the slave route and see what they went through. Okay. Um, I'd love I'd love to go to the visit all the blues down the southern, you know, the blues. Like in um, Memphis. The Black Blues Music. Yeah, Memphis. Mm-hmm. Oh, see Elvis Graceland. Um, I'd love to go all the, all up the strip of um California. I'd love to go to Ohio. I'd love to see the Great Lakes. There's so much I'd like to see. I'd love to go to um yeah, down to Florida. I've got that New York on my bucket list, you know, like Times Square and uh, Soho, Greenwich Village, all those things I grew up wanting to go to. You know, so is, is, it the fly- is, it, is it the flying aspect that you're concerned with? Yeah, it's the flying. It's sort of I get anxiety when I get um, away from my home base. I get okay. a, it, it sort of just overwhelms you. It's hard to explain when you don't have it. It's very yeah. crippling. Okay. So you do, you do things to avoid those situations. Um, in your day-to-day life so therefore i don't travel you know my partner at the moment he's over in switzerland on the swiss alps ah. and i'd love to go with him but it's in hell i'd go there I'd go there so <laughs> love to go there but can't. yeah my wife but that's that's not i don't like being a victim of that i don't like that defining me it's just a part of who i am yeah. it's just i've accepted that i don't it is what it is i've got a very very good life and i concentrate on that so i'm very happy yeah. just that my- if you, you say, yeah, my wife, me, my so. wife was in Switzerland last year because her cousin, her cousin works there. So, oh, yeah, yep. Right. So, I haven't. Uh, yeah, I've not been to Australia. I hope to get there someday. Um, I was supposed to visit in 1983, 84. Uh, on the, sh- okay. the ship I was on, we were supposed to go to Sydney and Hobart and Perth. But then the uh, Iran-Iraq war broke out, so we didn't go to Australia. We went to we went to the North Arabian Sea instead, and uh, oh, we did we didn't see land for 121 state straight days. So oh, how come that is? Yeah, you in the navy? Yeah, I was in the navy. Yeah, my son's an officer in the navy uh-huh. too. Yep. Yeah. Oh, how cool! Yeah, it was. It was. I enjoyed it. Um, I'm glad I did it because I was I was somebody that needed to. Before I went to college, I knew I wanted to be a teacher, but I needed to grow up before I was ready to go to college because I would not have, I would not have done well in college right out of high school. So I had developed right. a lot of yeah. a lot of bad habits. I I grew up in a house with a, uh, with a father who was, an alcoholic, and it was not a great situation. And I just I I avoided a lot of things, um, yeah. my, especially my last yeah. couple of years in school. So I developed some bad habits scholastically, but that's enough of a downer there. Um, Troy, so your college is called uni, isn't it? We call yeah. It uni here, uh, well, yeah. I um, I went to I went to a school called Bowling Green State University here in Ohio. Um, my daughter goes to school in the state of North Carolina, and my son went to college um, in the state of New York, about uh, two hours away from New York City. Yeah. Right. Okay. He, he went to. So a, you call. So college is university there, same thing, isn't it? Well, depending up, yeah, we kind of call it college, but it the term college, they're kind of interchangeable. But the thought process here, I think, is that if it's a, if it's referred to as a college, then it doesn't that it's more of like a liberal arts where it doesn't necessarily have like engineering programs. 
that sort of thing here. But if it's a university, it's going to have like, you know, a very science heavy and engineering department where you're teaching, you know, chemical or mechanical engineering or, you know, biomedical engineering, uh -huh. that type of thing there. It's, it's the, the names, they're, they're kind of synonymous because, because my son, my son went to one of the biggest engineering schools in the country and it's called, it was called Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute. There wasn't college or university in either one of them. Um, so it's, uh, but, yeah. but he went to university, did you say, in, in New York? So would yeah. you say my son's in uni? Or... Yeah, I would, I would just say that's where he goes to college. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't say uni. College, I'd say yeah. that's where he went to college, yeah. Uh, uni. That's a difference. Mm -hmm. okay. that's, I just need yeah. to know that. Bas basically, uh, same thing, just a different, different, yeah, different uh, term for this exact same thing. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Cool. That's all right. Thank you. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know, I, I first, you know, Troy, I want to thank you, sir, for, for one, for fitting me into your schedule, because I know this was kind of last minute. I know we had talked about doing this in a couple of weeks, but I truly thank you for saying, absolutely, I'll set my clock and get up and sit down and chat. I thank you for that, sir. This has been fun. What time is it? It is uh, 940 in the evening here. Oh, that's okay. I was going to, I thought you had to get up early. I was going to say, I actually thank you for getting up in the middle of the night, but you didn't have to. That's good. We yeah. were both on pretty good time. Well, I was up for the, you know, the cat, the cats game started at two thirty-five yesterday morning for me or this morning for me. Oh, so. oh you got up early. I, I see. I was, you told me you're getting, setting your alarm at two thirty. I thought I feel, felt really bad making you get up to interview me. I didn't no, realize it was to no. watch the game. Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm 14 hours behind Melbourne. Yeah. yeah, and thank you for having me on too. You bet, yeah. you bet. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, my guest has been uh, Catman Troy West. I'll go ahead and put both those names together there now, since uh, since we're wrapping it up here. But this <laughs> Troy, this has been a lot of fun. I'm I appreciate the insight. Your 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 positivity is uh, is something that a lot of people could learn from, and just it's it's fun just to see. You know, you know, when I when I look at the pictures online and just to see the persona, how it has evolved, because there there were always different little different tweaks that you did to the to the uh, to the persona that you had undertaken. So that it was it's really fun to see all of that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Thank you. This is great. I hope it hope it gave you so a lot. Of, I've had a lot of interviews in the past and most people know most things about me. But you've, you've, you've extracted a few things others haven't. So that's good. Well, uh, let's be honest. You, you, you told me one of them, but I, cause I wouldn't have found that, but I mean, I, I do appreciate that. And I, and I hope we, I hope we treated that with the, um, the respect that it deserved. Okay. Um, oh, absolutely. absolutely. Okay. I'm an open book, mate. You can't ask me anything. There's no, any, nothing's off limits. I'll, I'll answer. I'm an, I'm a very transparent, that doesn't sound very positive. I'm a very transparent person, not meaning I'm um, fake, but yeah, you can ask me anything. You can. I, I'm an. I'm an. Ex, I'm an open book. You're. 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 You're honest. Yeah, honest yeah. and extroverted. Probably combination. Which, but you know what? We we the world needs people like that. The world needs people mm -hmm. that that you know that express their views instead of instead of holding them in and having people assume that that this is what they're thinking because what you're thinking may not what they think you're thinking may not be what you're actually thinking. So the fact that we, that, yeah. that you're not afraid to express your views, that is not a character flaw at all. No, 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 absolutely. Just, just the content sometimes gets me in trouble, but I'll never change. I can, I can, I've always ever only been honest and upfront and 
I can't change it. I can modify what comes out of my mouth to a point, but I've got very little filter as well. I wasn't born with much of a filter. Yeah. So I just say what's up and I see people's reactions and I think, shit, what have I done? So that's how I've been all my life. Just, yeah, foot and mouth. It's, you know, no, if, you're, no. if, if you're expressing your views that there's nothing wrong with that, you know, you, uh, you can't be responsible. As long as you do with yeah. As long as you're not, as long yeah. as you're not being malicious to anybody, I, I don't see why, why expressing your views is a bad thing in any circumstance. Exactly. You know, as long as, as, long as you're not intentionally trying to hurt somebody, you know, I, I think it's okay, you know, to say what you feel. Yeah. But hey, have yeah. a great day. Are, are you, are you going to watch uh, Gold Coast and Frio here later on today? Oh God, no, boring. No, I'll find another <laughs> game to watch. Well, you've got, you've got, you've got Gold Coast and Frio. You've got Carlton and GWS. You've got Leon Cameron's last game. And then you have the one yeah. that's, you know, that's a, it's a toss up. We don't know who's going to win this one, Melbourne and West Coast. <laughs> yep. Well, and, uh, yeah. Top of top, top versus bottom. Yeah. It's be a tough one. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I mean, I won't watch GWS and Frio. I couldn't, I could, sorry, um, Suns and Frio. I don't really like either of those teams and I yeah. find them, boring to watch so when we play them I find it a boring game so let alone watching two of my most boring teams playing each other I'm not interested so I think Leon Cameron's game it's a bit sad that he's leaving but yeah that's cutthroat world of football mate yep yep well hey have a great afternoon and again ladies and gents my guest has been Troy West Troy thanks for taking time out of your morning man I truly appreciate it all right and a huge thank you to Troy for setting aside some time uh, as you heard during the discussion We've been uh, trading messages back and forth, trying to set something up, but a lot of things have come up, and uh, you know we hadn't been able to nail anything down on the schedule. But I had a an interview get moved, and I'm actually going to be doing that. I'm recording this on Tuesday evening uh, here in Ohio. I'm going to be doing that interview on Friday night this week coming up. Uh, so I had it. I had an open slot, and I just sent him a message asking. You know, no commitment. If you have some free time, it worked out great. So was glad to see that Troy was able to set some time, some time aside for me. Fun conversation. You know, uh, as a cat supporter, and I think you all know that I am a cat supporter. I, 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 I love seeing the, the passion that, uh, that, that fans like Troy have for the club. And of course, I love seeing that with all of the clubs. And that's one of the things that drew me to this game is the fact that so many supporters are the best way I can describe it. And I think I talked about this way back in episode two of my podcast, the love affair between the clubs and the supporters. Now that's kind of been on hold. It's kind of been like that, uh, that John Travolta movie from the 1970s, the boy in the plastic bubble because of COVID over the last couple of years. But we're starting to see that relationship, if you will, rekindle. And it's, it's great to see, supporters back at the grounds it's great to see the 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 athletes interacting with the uh with the supporters as well i think that's just it's wonderful for the game and now the games are being shown here in the u.s it's when we actually get a chance to see uh the culmination when they uh they mistakenly will show us the uh the team song in the locker rooms in the changing rooms and we get to see a little bit of that interaction so it, it kind of exposes more people in the U.S. to that sort of thing. So, as I'd mentioned before, many people have signed up for the uh, 
email list. If you'd like to do that, you can head over to my website at yankonthefooty.com. I do hope you will share the episode of the podcast with your friends and family. Uh, Folks, I want to thank you for listening. As I've said many times before, this podcast is a labor of love on my part. I truly enjoy engaging with my listeners. I love hearing from you. I got a great note from uh, Jim White, a uh, big-time Eagles supporter from here in the state of Georgia. And Jim had some, some a little bit of a health scare uh, and had some major surgery oh, about a month ago, and it sounds like things are going fantastically well. So I loved hearing from him today. Uh, it's... Uh, and the outpouring of support that he got from Eagle supporters while he was going in to his surgery and after he came out of that, was it, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. You know, people on the other side of the planet that reached out to check up with him. And, and I, I think footy fans are, are, are absolutely dynamite. Okay, I, I can't say enough great things. But, you know, folks, I want, again, want to thank you for listening. You know, we're fans of our clubs Yes, I, I, I love the Cats, but as I've said so many times before, I want to watch eight great games besides that. And uh, deep down, we're, we're fans of this game. You know, I think that you know, we all want to see our club win, but then if we're watching the other games, we want to see them competitive. So, folks, I do hope that you'll consider sharing a link for this episode or for the podcast with your friends and family. Maybe leave a review. That'd be absolutely fantastic. Thanks again for the kind words. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, may your dribble kick never hit that post. I will catch you later. This has been episode 168 of A Yank on the Footy. Don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on on Twitter or by email at yankonthefooty at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at a yank on the footy or on Facebook. Look for a yank on the footy podcast or hop over to the website, a yank on the And folks, until next time, goodbye.